Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ron, thank you for agreeing to see me. But I didn't. You just walked in here and started talking. I don't have time for a history lesson. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. When you sit down across from someone who has more families with dying little boys and girls who get a call to take them on their last fishing trip in life. Call me when you meet someone who does that more than I do. It's just like life. You get the funny with the tragic. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. What Donald Trump said to Barack Obama, move over. Can't you see that I'm coming? I'm already talking to you too much. Can't you see it? Can you dig it? Can you know it? Can you know it? Can you see it? I'm about to sit down your plane. Move over. And now. No drinking games. Drink when someone says something. Feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean show. It is Monday morning, the 10th of June. What's up, Scalawags? Yeah. It's like sure. a pirate or something? What is that? Yeah. It's a great question. It's an old timey word. For I pirates or things? No, no, no. It's a, um, how do you describe a scalawag? I feel it's... like you should know if you're calling it um, <laughs> us that. No, I, I do. I'm just I'm just trying to think the best. To, it's like a, like a, you rascal you. <laughs> oh, thanks for putting it in modern day terms. <laughs> you little imp. Okay. Yeah, it's something. It's a like a a, um, a mischievous person. Mm. I guess I would say it's a scalawag. Okay. Oh, so it's a scalawag. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you you should have like said that. Yeah. I can't believe Jensen. I can't believe it's not a minor league baseball team. That's true. <laughs> hey, things things all, are going lately. All I do is send text messages of new minor league baseball team names. <laughs> To being, how can there be so many? I, I feel like every day there's a new. These are one. all real though. You're not making them up, right? Well, yeah. Minor, yeah, minor league baseball teams have figured out a way to make money by creating alternative names so that they can sell the hat and the jerseys and mm-hmm. the merchandise and stuff. And they're just crazy. I think they're selling more merch than they are tickets to see the games. Oh, I would assume so. I yeah. would never find myself going to the Trash Pandas game, uh-huh. uh, but I would buy a Trash Pandas hat. Sure, yeah. <laughs> sure. So, how was the rest of everybody's weekend? It was great. Good. Yeah. Did you do anything fun? I mean, we had weenie roast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I say the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Well, that was I mean, a pretty I, big part of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, that was a day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. I, 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 I was in the. A, I went to a movie. What'd you go see? Is that it? Um, what did I go see? What's the name of it? Shoot. Oh my God! This is the Good. most bean. This is the most Kevin thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. It was yes. less, less than twenty-four uh, hours. Dark ago. Phoenix. Thank you. Okay. Oh. Thank you. Must have been very memorable. Really, <laughs> well, it was pretty good. I liked it. Hmm. You guys? I was, well, I was in the Dominican Republic and I got <laughs> shot in a robbery. It was not, the crate. Like I, in the million years, funny. I never expected. Yeah. I um, I challenged Tom Cruise to fight me in the Again, octagon. No, <laughs> these aren't. No. If you could stop taking all my stories, that, <laughs> that wasn't great. me either. Yeah. 
I was playing in a Stanley Cup game with a broken jaw again last night. Okay. I was doing that. Not you. Bean, you flew home and probably went to bed. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, I know Allie saw this story because um, she saw it. This Kevin, is going wow. <laughs> what is good. happening? Guys, we're not, we're not until six. Don't worry about right. it. Right. It's just, wow. just, just chit chat between it's people. Terrible chit chat. <laughs> I'm going to just keep it a bean. <laughs> Allie, do you think this guy is for real or not? No. Because he's a writer. He's a writer, and all of a sudden, he has all of these little nuggets that he's just churning out, and people are eating up. I want it to be true. Okay. Sixth Form Poet is his name on Twitter. Kevin, did you hear this story? This, I did this not. meet cute story? All right. Here's how it starts. Why do I it's, use the words meet cute? It's, <laughs> a, uh, it's a Twitter thread. My dad died. Jensen, have you heard it? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ, read it. My dad died. I got hey, you guys attention. Hey, you read it? <laughs> his dad died. <laughs> Classic start to a funny story. He was buried in a small village in Sussex. I was really close to my dad, so I visited his grave a lot. I still do. Don't worry, it gets funnier. That's tweet one. Mm-hmm. I always took flowers, and my mom visited a lot, and she always took flowers, and my grandparents were still alive then, and they always took flowers. My dad's grave frequently resembled a solid third place at the Chelsea Flower Show. It was nice, but I felt bad for the guy buried next to my dad. He never had flowers. He died on Christmas Day, age 37, and no one ever left him flowers. And now there's a pop-up florist in the grave next door, so I started buying him flowers. I started buying flowers for a deceased man... I'd never met. I did this for quite some time, but I never mentioned it to anyone. It was a little private joke with myself. I was making the world a better place, one bunch of flowers at a time. I know it sounds weird, but I came to think of him as a friend. I wondered if there was a hidden connection between us, something secretly drawing me to him. Maybe we went to the same school, played for the same football club or whatever. So I Googled his name, and 10 seconds later, I found him. Kevin, you ready? Sure. Did you read this? <laughs> He's 10 seconds later, I found him. His wife didn't leave. It's his not wife funny. Not didn't, funny. Le- didn't leave him flowers because he'd murdered her <laughs> on Christmas Day. After he murdered his wife, he murdered her parents too. After that, he jumped in front of the only train going through Balcom Tunnel that Christmas night. That was why no one ever left him flowers. No one except me, of course. I left him flowers. I left him flowers every couple of weeks, every couple of weeks for two and a half years. I felt terrible for his wife and her parents. Now I wasn't going to leave them flowers every couple of weeks for two and a half years, but I did feel like I owed them some sort of apology. I found out where they were buried, bought flowers, and drove to the cemetery. As I was standing at their graves, what mumbling... What in a- God's name is this person doing with his life? He's got a lot of time. So now time. I'm Googling friends and family, seeing well, where they're buried. He felt terrible about the murdered people, so he said, at least I'm going to go apologize for showering this the guy who killed you, his grave, with flowers. I found out where they were buried. I bought flowers and drove to the cemetery. I was standing at the graves mumbling apologies, and a woman appeared behind me. She wanted to know who I was and why I was leaving flowers for her aunt and grandparents. Awkward, I explained, and she said, okay, that's weird, but quite sweet. I said, thanks. Yes, it's a bit weird. And, oh, God, I asked her out for a drink. Incredibly, she said yes. Two years later, she said yes again when I asked her to marry me because that is how I met my wife. And then he murdered her. The end. Oh, all right, never mind. Wait, did you start this with do you believe it's true? Because I don't. Mm-mm. 
He's got a bunch of stories like this on his Twitter. That are just that ridiculous. That just appeared yeah. since he got traction on this one. Yeah. Too good to be true. Not buying yeah. it. Yeah. It's a good story, though. Best yeah. ever way to meet your wife, though. If it happened, then I'm not positive it's even best then. Well, I mean, the fact is that love could could spring out of tragedy is nice, I think. Murder-suicide? Well, that's not the that's not the highlight of the piece. The piece the, the, the entire is piece it, involves murder. And like, also, isn't saying, he like an accomplice now? Like leaving flowers every week? I mean, that's No, seemed, he's, he didn't have anything to, be to do with for murder. That. Yeah. I like the idea though that he out of the kindness of his heart decided to leave flowers for somebody he thought had been forgotten. Because he felt bad that that per- no one ever visited that person's grave, right? And then it ended up turning into a family member gets married to him. I, you did I skip the murder suicide though; it, it it is in there. It, no, it happened. It happened. <laughs> I think it's wait just, what? I, I want it to be true, and I think it's a sweet story. Okay. <laughs> you guys, read I think this? I think you're a hundred percent on the on the first part. You want it to be true, and you're pretty shaky on the last part. I know. I, I think, think it's it is a sweet story, except for the all the death. Do you guys read it? <laughs> Fatality. What's going on? I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it needs to stop. Can we, should we? Can we just call it for today? You want to start it back over? Is with this the like a mercy, and everything? This is like a mercy rule. Are we down eleven nothing already? <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a murder suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys read it? Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? I'm drunk. I need help. Listen to how I'm slurring my words. We're going to uh, hash out that story that you just heard many different times throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Good. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. That's going to be fun. Um, we need roast recap, of course. Does mm-hmm. that happen on Saturday? We have a Slaying Man Monday. Yeah. Very oh, excited about wait. that. Guy who claims that he's the guy who can translate all the slang the kids mm-hmm. use. He's a cool dude. I don't know what Jensen meant by it, but he said earlier that it's pretty hip. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to understanding the, the terminology. Okay. Uh, why do you get the ads that you get on Instagram? Where do they get the idea that you want to be advertised in a certain way? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can find out what they think you're into. You can find out what they think your tastes are, and that's how they decide well, I, which commercials. You guys know me, and you know nobody's more interested in in breweries than I am. Mm-hmm. Is that what one of yours is? I think it is. I think breweries is <laughs> breweries. Another, a guy who doesn't drink beer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they're coming up with these. I don't either. Uh, you ruined your car the first week you got it? Love that. In my case, it was the first day I got mm. it. That's how I roll. Yeah. Um, and we have great news, and we have Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, Fluffy. Fluffy. That's coming up this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Did you guys read it? Did you read it? Did you check this one out? I read it. I thought it was fascinating. I want it to be true. No. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening? Well, what's happening? We're going to talk a little box office this weekend. The Secret Life of Pets 2 nabbed the top spot at the box office with an opening of $47.1 million. That was short of the $50 million opening projected by trackers. It Dark- was PG and there was Bush in it. No, this was a mm, cartoon a different one. for kids about um, pets. Gotcha. Yeah, different. Dark Phoenix, on the other hand, uh, shaping up to be a major flop. An opening weekend of $33 million. That is by far the lowest number ever for an X-Men film, and 38% below the previous low, which was $53 million earned by Wolverine in 2013. I heard it was a very limp finale to the franchise. Like, people are not digging it. No, I thought you meant good. I thought you meant, like, Limp Biscuit. No, no, no. Limp. 
Yeah, limp. He would have said biscuit. Kind of went out with a whimper in a franchise that has had some very good movies. Apparently, this one does not uh, did not make that list. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, if this is any gauge to if it's a good movie or not, Dave enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, no. Now yeah. I have to reconsider. I saw that tweet, and I was like, everyone has hated this movie so far. And Dave's like, you really dug it. That wasn't his exact tweet. I stopped reading it. But uh, if that is your gauge right there. Disney's Aladdin holding well in third with an estimated third weekend total of $24 million. That pushes its domestic total to $232 million. There was PG and there was Bush in it. Again, no, another animated, actually. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, continues to underperform, bringing in just $15.5 million. Wow, Debbie Downer, does anything make you happy today? Which isn't a good sign, um, considering... It's a (laughs) murder-suicide story is right? Right. That's most likely made up. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. unbelievable. Um, But they say it's not a good sign for the monster franchise considering Godzilla versus Kong is just nine months away. Oh. Which I feel like is a spoiler alert. Obviously, now we know Godzilla lives. (laughs) Oh, right. I thought you were going to say it's pregnant because it's nine months away. Oh. (laughs) I like that. Thank you. No. Have we ever seen a baby Godzilla in the 65 year history of the franchise? Or is he? Is there one Godzilla, and he's the same Godzilla in all of these movies? You have Godzilla universe questions for us? Yes, I do. I, or, don't, I don't know. I think they are this. It's the same Godzilla, unless it's like Mech Godzilla or whatever. But I think it's the same one. Yes, wow. there's a baby Godzilla, and it's called Godzuki. What Godz- movie was that in, Dave? It's in uh, the old uh, King of the Monsters one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So where's that guy? Where, what happened to Godzuki then? Did Godzuki grow up to be the Godzilla we see on the screen now? Or are there two of those creatures running around Tokyo? He no, Godzilla up, uh... actually dies quite often in all these uh, movies, especially the Japanese ones. But it's very cute because uh, the Godzuki, he blows, instead of blowing fire like Godzilla, How, he Why blows is the technology of him being able to talk working now? I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. a good question. It's such a bummer. I was, at, I was interested. We're talking Godzilla. I'm interested in... How it oh, works. the hot Godzilla. Yeah, just... I feel like maybe you could do this offline. Ticket sales are yeah. flying everywhere for Godzilla. We should be current. You're you know right. what? Uh, Google. Yeah. It's a, it's a great franchise that I have enjoyed since I was a boy. Mm-hmm. But Obviously. I just never... You well, never clearly. knew about Godzuki. Well, I, I guess... <laughs> Whatever. I guess I forgot that. I just tried to figure out how many of them are there. Is there one creature Stop like that in the world? Stop asking the same question. <laughs> but are, or, are there, or are there 200 right, Godzillas living it. under the ocean? We understand the question. Wait, living under the ocean? Is don't that they, where he's from? He lives in the water, I thought. Godzilla? Doesn't he? I don't know. Yes, Godzilla yes, lives in yes. the ocean. He yeah, was I have no idea. Testing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll but continue. I also don't care. Yeah. 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 Right. That's yeah, the main that's part. That's the difference. Yeah. I'm glad we're not on the air yet. All right. Some birthdays for you guys. Kate Upton, Shane West, Prince Philip. <gasps> what do you think the queen woke up and said to him this morning? <laughs> I hate you. Wow. <laughs> She's I mean, not nice. No? No. And they've been together so long. Too long. Right? Yeah. Was right. there a baby Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> They're having the same discussion. Prince Philip would say, shut up. <laughs> I don't want to live another day. (laughs) Elizabeth Hurley, and uh, we're going to have to play some of this later because it was quite possibly one of the greatest of all Smackdowns to Bean. Comedian Bill Burr, happy birthday. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jensen, what's up? Oh, yeah, this is called Slang Man Monday. Slang Man, Slang Man, do your thing. Come on, 
I got two more of these left in me. Total. Oh, we got to get him on and get him to start working again. Well, that might be where we end up. Yeah. Uh, listen, Monday, starting your week is a perfect way to do it with slang man David Burke. For decades, he has been the middleman between adults and teens, explaining the newest jargon on the streets with volumes and volumes of books and at tops, maybe 500 views on YouTube. Uh, and after I was introduced <laughs> to him... Maybe. Uh, by a KCAL interview last week. Well, now he's in your lives as well. We heard a few of his discoveries last Monday, but this week I figured we'd visit some more. Some things to know about Slang Man. I think he makes stuff up. Uh, for example, <laughs> for example, rashing. Uh, also, yeah, none of us have ever heard of that. No, never. Still kind of looking it up. Don't find it. It's kind yeah. of obscure. Yeah. L M I R K. Let's meet real. Let's meet in real life. That's not real. Uh, and his uh, his ears are messed up as well. He'll say if someone's twenty or in the eighties, and it's that's not. True. It's always weird when somebody comes out and says, "I'm the authority on yeah. whatever subject," and they're not, and then like, is wrong perfect. straight across. The yeah, board. not great. He truly is a gem of a human, though. Let's listen to more from his recent countdown video listing his top ten slang terms. Here's uh, here's your first one. Number seven is bad. No, no really, it's the word bad. And it's confusing. Why? Because bad means really good, and bad means really bad, and most recently it means really sexy. Again, it all depends on the context and the age of the person who's saying it. So if somebody between the ages of 18 and 22 says, that shirt is bad, what are they really trying to tell you? Isn't that what I'm asking that's you? Very you specific age about what you're talking about. Correct. <laughs> 18 to 22. <laughs> 23, <laughs> completely different. What also, he doesn't doing? answer you. He just says, well, well you know, what would bad that be? Never meant sexy. We ever. don't know. Well, I don't know. That that B is bad or that, that, yeah. that bitch bad. That would work. Yeah, sure. okay. Yeah, All so right. He, but he's he's just sort of off on years and stuff. But mostly. he's straight out of 1987 with bad no, being a, sure. a hot term. Too. Yeah, no, yeah. That's that's not new. Uh, guys, this one again, he, he sometimes uses the word incorrectly. Number six is curved, which means rejected on a date. You think everything is going just great, and then suddenly it all goes the opposite direction. I went to the restaurant, and my girlfriend never showed up. I got curved, or she curved me. That's no. not true. It's, <laughs> it's, you, you, I mean, I guess you got curved could work, but no one really, it's just yeah. like, she curved you. Yeah. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's mostly third person, because you have to Sweet say it about someone else. Spirit. Uh Listen, everybody loved Bay for a couple of years. I mean, that was all yeah. over the internet, uh, so Slang Man's got some thoughts. Number five is Bay, which is an acronym. An acronym is just a group of letters which represent a word. And in teen slang, there are many, many, many acronyms, especially in text which we'll cover in a later episode. Oh, good. Bay refers to the one you care about before anyone else. Some great sound effects. Yes, I, I love, love that. A slide if you whistle. use a slide whistle, you shouldn't be talking to teens. Correct. <laughs> uh, here's one we all know. Number four is hangry, which is a combination of hungry and hangry. Hangry. What? We want food. Did he say hungry and hangry? Yeah, go back. Wait. He didn't even say angry? No. <laughs> One more time. Number four is hangry, which is a combination of hungry and hangry. <laughs> hangry. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Does he not allowed to go back and, and no, edit those? No, I guess he does them live. Huh. He's like Broadway. Uh, here's another one. Number three is to throw shade, which means to be unpleasant to someone or to give someone a bad attitude. So instead of showing someone your sunny personality, you're showing them a little darkness. You're throwing them a little shade. Well, not said in that way either. Mm, no. That's not how it's used. Uh, here's oh, go ahead, Bean. I'm just trying to figure out why he's so interested in teen slang. Like, I mean, is this? Is I don't this... want to overthink that part. If you know yes, what I mean. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, this fair is enough. his thoughts on duh, which is such a. I mean, duh, which is also sure. not current. Duh, which means that's obvious. So if someone said something to you like the sun is hot, you would respond duh, and it's really important you say it with that exact melody, duh, or it doesn't mean anything. For example, you can't say da 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 da. Wait, because people are doing oh, that. Oh my god! Uh, his, don't don't do his, it like that. His production values have really improved since the last time we had Slagman on. <laughs> He's so insane. Uh, but this just no. in—you can also say duh. Yeah, you could. Duh. You don't have to say. Uh, did duh. you hear Slagman just oh, right, now? Right. No. He's wrong on everything. I'm saying he's probably right, and you're wrong. No, okay. you must use the right melody. Duh. And it doesn't hurt to have an expression on your face like this when you say it. Duh. It just adds a little special something. Okay. Well, I, I, like I said, I have maybe one more of these, but I did realize that we could talk to Slangman ourselves. And as always, if you have any questions for me at all, please tweet me at the real Slangman. Till next time. I'm sorry, did he say the real slang man? Yeah, I'm assuming there's uh, hundreds and thousands of people pretending to be slang man David Burke on the internet. <laughs> that was slang man Monday. Slang man Monday is slang man Monday. Uh, a word to your mother. Figgity fresh. It's Kevin and Bean. K-U Rock K-R-O-Q. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Have you guys ever bought anything from the ads on Instagram? I have. I have too. Yeah. Uh, is it a variety of things or just because for me it's one thing several different times? But it's underwear, same, same thing. No shoes. I buy shoes. Okay. And so I'll see more shoe ads come up for me. And and then I go, oh, yeah, of course, that makes sense because I bought some shoes. Absolutely. But Allie found something. Tell us how you found this and what the hell it's supposed to represent. Well, a gentleman named Eric Ginsburg tweeted, new game on your Instagram. And then he takes you how to to do it, takes you through it. Uh, Click settings, then security, then access data, then ads. Part two, laugh at how wildly off base the results are. Three, share the most ridiculous results below. <laughs> so it's basically showing you what Instagram believes you're interested in. 
And they couldn't be more wrong mm. with most people. So I was curious to see what all of ours are. There are tons of them. You can keep pressing add more, add more, and it will bring you a whole slew of them. But just right off the bat, my number one thing I had to Google what it was. I literally had no idea what it was. So I thought it would be funny for us to, you know, make a list of some of the ones that were wildly off base and then some of the ones that made a little bit of sense. All right. So would you like to know what my number one... I would very please. much. Yes, please. Interbank. <laughs> Do you know what that is? No. I've it's never heard a, of Interbank. a Peruvian provider of financial services. I have never. Do you been, bank in Peru? I do not. Huh. I do have offshore accounts. <laughs> no. Huh. Oh, I, don't, I don't believe it. Have you ever been to Peru? No. Right? Are you she's, laundering money? She's no. A, she's a drug kingpin. Have yeah, you ever been good. to a bank? I have been to a bank. Okay, okay we're getting okay. closer. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We're on. It's just really strange. That's right? the craziest. That's weird, yeah. yeah. You, got, uh, you guys know me well. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. number one is art museum. That's <laughs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> Where would they have gotten that idea? Is it suggesting to you to go to one? To be more cultured? I don't think so. Well, maybe. Maybe it's like, you need some help, dude. Well, mine is just as much off base. My number one, horses. (laughs) (laughs) I've ridden a horse maybe once. Do they think you would be interested in that? Like, have you clicked on a funny video that included a horse? They must think I'm an 11-year-old girl looking to have a pony. Well, I don't use Instagram nearly as much as you guys do. This is Bean speaking. But I can also say that I was shocked at what their app thinks I am most interested in. Mm-hmm. The New York Giants. What? Oh, what is going Random. on? The New York Giants. These are all so That I have so had bad. zero interaction with on any social media site. So That's why so would weird. they even suggest Doing. the Giants of all things? Well, I mean, if I... I go- mean, it would make sense if they looked at your location and they yeah. said, you're sure. on Saints. You'd go, okay, that makes sense. Sure. Well, online yeah. it says they don't know exactly how these things are, are calculated, but mm-hmm. they admit that they use, obviously, the things that you've clicked on and liked mm-hmm. and, and visited. And then also through your Facebook, it can use the demographics of your Which age. I don't use either. I don't have right. a Facebook, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it seems that they are really uh, you ra- know, reaching a straws You here. know, it could be something weird where, like, I follow Steve-O and there mm-hmm. was a guy shooting him with a BB gun in the ass. You know, who knows Which what like that registers as? see is in a museum? Yeah, the art museum. (laughs) Like, who knows how they interpret that, though? I go to it because it's Steve-O, not because of whatever he happens to be doing. Because they put, like, Costa Rica in one of mine. I was like, I've never been there. Well, let's go through and talk about some more of the weird ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of my other weird ones coming in at number two, Association Football, which I believe is soccer, right? Yeah, I think. Association football. I, I have not heard it referred to as know. that. No, uh, I, don't I would think it's soccer, not football. Football. You know what else I love? Herbie Hancock. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what else? Dog agility, which I kind of do. So that one was kind of right. Oh, we both have that. Dog agility. Nice. Yes. And then Chevy Camaros. <laughs> what? what the hell? But they were right on some of them, uh, which I thought, okay, you know me. Dodgers, okay. excellent. Golden Retriever, absolutely. Sure. Puppets. <laughs> yep. Of course. Yep, that's you. And Britpop. So those made oh, those sense. Are accurate. Those are good. Herbie Hancock. Yeah, that's, that's bizarre. What are you even trying to buy with Herbie Hancock? I don't know. I'm concerned it's the last part of the last name. Uh, <laughs> I have I have these interests that make sense. Comedy movies obviously works. Cause the artist I look up a lot. Uh, cat breeds. Sure. Love cats. Okay. Uh, gangster raps on here. But then also the New England. Jensen, am I better than you because I have G-Funk? 
That and works. Yeah, gangster rap. That does work. Better or worse. Although connected. Uh, New England Patriots is very odd for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Bollywood movies? I've, I've never <laughs> seen it. one. Never seen one. Okay. Uh, and then I have... And I'll, I'm going to murder this, butcher it. But basically, I'm going to try to show Ali at the same time. Federation Cinelaguic Internationale. Hmm. I don't sure. understand any of those words. It's all one word, and I have no, <laughs> I have no idea what it okay. is. Anyway, those are mine. My top was art museum. My second is just the word being. B-E-I-N-G. Uh, you are super into those sites that just really what? live, laugh, love. No, maybe they, think, maybe they think he's saying being, but he's actually looking up being. Bean. <laughs> oh, possible. But I, you have to type on Instagram. I mean, the, oh, I can type oh, poorly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that does make sense. I have a bunch of them that don't make sense. I would guess 90% of mine make zero sense whatsoever. Yeah. It's crazy. I so Instagram, keep doing what you're doing. Keep Wait, doing I, what you're doing. You're I just doing need work. to. I need to let you know that the federation thing that I'm into, yes, like the one that it says I'm into, is a a group of dog kennels around what? the world. Okay. Yeah. I, I now I'm scared of who I am. Do you think any of them bank at Interbank? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. There's no uh, shortage of uh, unpleasant news uh, if you turn on the TV or listen to KNX these days. Mm-hmm. But there is a bright spot on the dial every Monday morning at about this time as we bring you great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news today. Great news. I'm going to start in uh, Oklahoma today, Sepulpa, Oklahoma. 58 years Catherine Ritchie had lived in the same home in that city until three weeks ago when her house caught on fire. Hmm. And she picks it up here. I was getting ready for bed and I turned around. The head of my bed was covered with flames. That's where her heroes come in. Okay, now, when you hear the word heroes, you mm -hmm. think Marvel, you think superheroes. Uh, I think firefighters. Do you think these guys? <laughs> sitting around looking for something to do. We're actually fixing to leave a thought, right? Yeah. Where are we going? Somewhere. I think we're going to QT to go get something to drink. <laughs> hey, you know what? Just fixing to go, go to QT and get a drink. What? Four teenagers, age 15 to 19. Uh -huh. Just walking by? Just in the next door house. Oh, my gosh. Walk, you'll hear. They walked outside, saw the flames, and just everything changed in an instant. The four boys, aged 14 to 17, go outside, and the first thing they notice is a smell. It smelled like, kind of like burning rubber. Yeah, like burning rubber, like something burning. Inside, Catherine was frantically trying to put out the fire. Eventually, she gave up, calling 911 and hitting her emergency call button. But then came another problem. By that time, the smoke was so bad, I couldn't see to get out of my room. While she tried to feel her way out, the boys jumped into action, trying to break down the doors to get inside. 14-year-old Nick manages to get in through the back door and runs inside, finding Catherine in the hall, lost in the smoke. This young boy was right there, and he picked me up. And he said, work it out of here. Catherine made it out safe. So did the boys. Catherine has one word constantly on the tip of her tongue. She's grateful. That's what I have to think. They were just special. As young as they were. That's uh, amazing. Picked her up, carried her out of the house. Oh. Question, because it mentioned she had a, uh, a call alert button. How yes. old is this lady? 90. Oh, my. Wow. 90. And she has like, like 
eight kids and like 700 grandkids, Aww. a huge family. And one of uh, her kids put an open letter on Facebook and said, Dylan Wick, 16 years old, Nick Bird, 14 years old, Seth Bird, 16 years old, and Wyatt Hall, 17 years old. Thank you. Thank you for your selfless act of heroism and courage. Thank you for not allowing this to be the tragic end to our mother's amazing life. Thank you for oh. staying with her, for hugging her, for her helping her feel less alone until we could get to her. Thank you for being the kind of young man who thought about another person above yourselves. And thank your parents who obviously raised you in such a way to lead you to make life-saving and heroic decisions on behalf of someone else. Will they keep in touch? Oh, Jesus. You just took the most perfect, beautiful story. But and then, really, and as... Then, and then as, the grandma goes, let's go to the QT and get some drinks. That's right. As he was lifting her out, he's like, you got to earn this. <laughs> you owe me, grandma. <laughs> and everything except for that last 15 seconds is my great news. That is unbelievable. That's beautiful. All right. My story is about a 76-year-old grandfather and Navy veteran. His name is Lemuel Buster. And for the past year, he's been the volleyball referee at Paulding County Parks and Recreation. It's in Georgia. During the vault. No. During the volleyball games, the beloved ref typically spends upwards of 10 hours running back and forth on his feet. That doesn't stop him. He loves what he does, loves all the kids in the community. Nope. Again. Mm -mm. Recently, his 2004 Chrysler broke down. He was already strapped for cash, having a hard time paying his bills and keeping food on the table. And he wasn't about to fix the car, but he was determined to keep going to this referee gig. So he started renting cars to get to and from the games. That's where his money the majority of his money was going. Wow. Once the players' parents noticed that he was paying for rental cars, the community members banded together, raised money, brought him outside, and said, here you go. And it was a new car, along with other incredible gifts of kindness. They were giving him um, cards to go buy groceries, everything. They raised a ton of money for this man. Turned out he had been secretly battling a medical medical condition that he had hidden from the community for about four years. And in a very amazing twist, that car might have saved his life. Little did they know that very Chrysler with the big red bow would wind up saving Mr. Lem's life. And I knew that I was developing symptoms that I had five years ago when I had triple bypass surgery. My ankles, the swelling did not go down. It caused knots right on my ankle bone. My calves were swollen. That's fluid. He never told any of the parents or the students he coached about his condition. Not too long after getting the car, Mr. Lem woke up in the middle of the night, short of breath, barely able to get himself out of the door to the hospital. So he wow. he found out his heart was failing. And he if he had no car, he would not have gotten to the hospital in the nick of time. They said, minutes more, you would have been dead. So having that car literally saved his life. Yeah! And he said he couldn't have found time for somebody to take him. He wouldn't have had time, obviously, to rent a car. And it sounds like he didn't have money to do the whole 911, pay for the sure. ambulance, everything. So a community that rallied behind someone that they loved and saw was struggling saved his life in a way that they never could have imagined. So that is my great news. All right, I close in uh, Universal, Universal City, Florida. They have a theme park there called Islands of Adventure. Jensen, did you see that one when you were down there recently? Yes, yeah. I did. Okay. I loved it. 
This is a Leonor Kermit and... Frog here. This is Leonor and Steve. They took their nine-year-old son, Ralph, who is autistic, to the theme park. And he was most excited about riding on the Spider-Man ride. But they said, hey, uh, that's on the that's right near the exit of the park, so we're going to do the other rides first, and then we'll close with the Spider-Man ride. Well, you can see where this is going. As they got to the Spider-Man ride, at the end of their day, it broke down. Oh. And little Ralph, with his autism, lost it, his parents said in a Facebook post. We could see the meltdown coming like an oncoming train, but we couldn't dodge and get out of the way. This is, I mean, you probably have seen tantrums like this before. Picture that times like 20, okay? He laid sprawled out on the floor at the ride exit, screaming and crying so hard that he could barely breathe. People had to step around him. His parents did everything they could to calm him down, but he was inconsolable. And that's Bean's great news. With this focus on the Spider-Man ride. Here's where the story turns oh. very sweet, though, and end up going viral. One of the employees at the Universal Park there named Jen Welchel came and laid down next to him and held him, let him cry, helping him breathe, diverting foot traffic, telling him he's going to be okay. And she laid on the ground at the theme park with him until he felt better. And then they got up and she took him into the, the gift shop there and bought him a whole bunch of Spider-Man stuff on the park. And they made a promise that he could come back and go first on the ride the next time they came back Aww. to the park. And completely calmed her down. The parents said, I know that this was way more than the, leg the, the level of a regular upset that he gets. He was really, really hurt. And he was getting worse by the second. And they could not believe the kindness they had of this employee who laid down on the ground with the kid. Here's what strikes me is if I see a scene like that, I think, oh, I, I need to stay away because I don't understand what's happening there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Your sure. first instinct is not to go lay down in sure. comfort. Yep, we had a great day there. It was wonderful to begin with, but after what happened with Ralph, rather than getting angry or impatient with our son, it was so heartening to see the employees, especially Jen, jumping and really know how to kind of get on his level and just de-escalate things. And you can imagine Universal is getting a great deal of praise for the way that employee handled it. Any, uh, uh, any chance anyone asked the parents, hey, why didn't you check out that ride first? Well, they said they were going to the theme park in order, and Spider-Man was at the other end of the park where the exit it's was. It's the one he wanted to go on the most. Mm -hmm. Well, they're going to go with on it. it. That's what they're going to do next time when they go back. They've already been given free tickets to the park. After to come all back the other again. rides, though, because that one's at the end. <laughs> it's more convenient for us as a family. <laughs> and that's although Allie tried to ruin it, that's still my great news. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Thank you to the Kevin and Bean listeners and the K-Rock listeners who came out to the K-Rock Weenie Roast, Luau and Beach Party on Saturday. I have Great, many thoughts. Uh, mm -hmm. First of all, we should never do it in another venue. No. No. Beautiful. It we should beautiful. all have our birthdays there. We should yeah. have... Everyone <laughs> should have... Do you know someone who's having a quinceanera or a bar mitzvah? <laughs> do anything there. I think the Dodgers should play there. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's where you should have to go to vote. I mean, yeah. let's just only use data point forever. Slightly far for us, but worth mm -hmm. it. It is, yeah. yeah. It was the, event, the, the venue was amazing being outdoors. Now, we got very lucky with the weather. Mm -hmm. I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect. But People right said there, it was the, the best day so far this summer because th there was sun the entire day. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. It was unbelievable. And a breeze because you're right there on the ocean. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Perfect. it was just beautiful and the sound was good and there was plenty of room to move around. I mean, it was a, a great concert venue. Now, let's move on to the show. Every, I know they're professional musicians and it's their job to be great. Everyone was great. Uh, yes. You know what I mean? 
Everyone brought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Smith and Tell had some audio problems a little bit where they were hearing the backstage feed instead of themselves. So while they're out there on stage oh, trying to sing, they're yeah. hearing the crew talking to each other over their headsets. Oh, no. They were very funny about it, though, because it, it, it was not good. And at the end of it, they went, you know what? You didn't like that song, but we know a lot about some personal lives of people backstage. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was really... And ex-ambassadors were killer and, Sno- and Snoop Dogg. Had that audience in the palm of his hand from the second he walked out on that stage. Like, he makes a, he's a one man party. He is, yeah. I you can't help but have a good time when you're in the presence of the dog. I went up to the back part of of that venue, mm-hmm. and there were people lined up, I don't know, 20 to 30 deep to take a picture with a black guy in a Lakers jersey mm-hmm. with an afro. <laughs> yes. Doesn't look anything like Snoop. No. Everyone's no. like, is that Snoop? I need to get my picture. I'm like, have you ever seen Snoop? Wow. What's up, white people? What's happening, white people? <laughs> we white people can't tell the difference. Come on. You know that. So he was amazing, and he, you know, it was kind of a, kind of an odd set because he did of course he rapped some songs but then he also was playing dj and it was like jack fm had come to life on the stage i mean he played journey if that's what you're saying yes he did he played all and joan jett i mean he played all of that stuff it was just not what you would expect from snoop but man he knew that audience and they were singing along like crazy and speaking of singing along I think the people singing along to the Lumineers were as loud as the Lumineers. Yeah, that was pretty cool. They were really, really, really into that. Thank God they drowned out all of their people backstage <laughs> screaming at everyone. Good yeah. Lord. They had Holy crew. crap. Mean crew and team over there. What a bunch of dicks. Not the band. <laughs> no, yeah. their, their people, people were. Their crew Holy was crap. horrendous. Not and cool. you know, it's one of those days where sort of like everybody knows the deal. You sort of have to work with everyone else because yeah. another band's coming up and mm-hmm. you're. They, uh, wow. Whew. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then it got to uh, then it got to the part of the show we were most looking forward to, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, the Kevin Bean listener. We had a little bit of responsibility over how Limp Biscuit went over mm-hmm. because we kind of forced the issue to get Limp Biscuit <laughs> on the bill. Kind of is being nice, <laughs> right? I mean, they were there with our recommendation, and I I didn't see one person who didn't love. Limp Biscuit on that stage. Killing it was it. very fun. They went over huge. Jensen and Chip, who I was with <laughs> out of the crowd, were screaming in each other's faces <laughs> the words to every song. I've never I, seen them happier. I may have high five Chip thirty to thirty five <laughs> times throughout the set. Yeah, I just would look over and just high five, quick high five, and then back to performance. So Fred had a few things to say. Fred Durst now had a few things to say when he came out on stage, I guess, about the way the whole thing had unfolded, right? Yeah, and it was quite funny. Okay, guys, relax. No one that listens to K-Rock listens to Pantera. Let's just keep it straight. Let's stick to what Kevin and Bean listen to. All right, what did, let's see. Let's stick to what Kevin and Bean listen to. Christopher Cross. Right. <laughs> Jackson Brown. Sure. <laughs> Last I heard, Kevin and Bean hated Limp Biscuit. I got to be honest, that killed me. Uh, we were dying. That killed me. I think me. I yelled like, out. laughing wise? Yes. Killed? Okay, you act. No, killed okay. me, like, because honestly, he's not wrong. Oh, up until <laughs> three months ago. We talked a lot of crap yeah, about them. Absolutely. <laughs> and I thought it was so spot on. It was absolutely. hilarious. As he was saying it, I yelled out, these are drops. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I don't know that I disagree with you, but just to put a finer point on it, I don't think we hated Limp Biscuit. I think, like many people, we they were in the past. We kind of just moved on to more modern music, and it took a while 
until, as Ellie pointed out very recently, for the nostalgia factor to kick in to yeah. the point where you thought, hey, you know what? Those songs are super fun. Yeah, yeah. Don't and, you remember? And that worked out to be true. Mm-hmm. When Travis Barker was in and yeah. he was um, announcing his Muzink lineup and we were all like, Limp Biscuit, really? And he goes, trust me, guys. Trust me on this. It's going to be amazing. And we were all like, really? And it was. <laughs> and and it that's was, when yes. people lost their minds, including Chip. <laughs> Amazing. like a crazy person. And they were, and they were... heard Kevin and Bean hated Limp Bizkit. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's time to keep on rolling, bitch. There were so many people who were like, oh my God, I'm 16 again. You know what I mean? Like, I cannot believe how fun that set was. And we was. do have to give Fred Durst credit because he followed the Lumineers. And as he walked out on stage, he said the great line. Allie, what did he say? He said, you guys done with your nap yet? <laughs> and I I was pregnant instantly. I was like, I am now having Fred Durst sarcasm baby. And it I love great. it. It was well, a beautiful line. Yeah. It was. And it was the strangest uh, segue is the word we use in yeah. the business between one kind of music and another kind of music. I mean, it was it was music whiplash going yeah. from Blue Ears to Lip Biscuit, but it worked. And then uh, we got to give a shout out to 311, obviously, who were incredible to close the yeah, show. Fantastic. Oh, wonderful. And they were amazing. I mean, those guys are so tight. So tight. Uh, let's go back to Snoop for just a second because he was uh, <clears throat> late and I was backstage with yeah. Silver Sun Pickups who were going to go on after him. And somebody came up to them and were like, uh, it's going to be another 15, it's going to be 15 minutes later because Snoop literally isn't in the place yet. He's not here. Not at the venue. Right, not at the venue. It's not like Snoop to be running. Oh, wait a second. And so they says, they says, hey, DJ Jeremiah Red, why don't you go up with Todd, play the guitar, and why don't you get Muggs up there to be your hype man? And Muggs held it down. Dude, I don't know. I mean, I didn't ever expect myself to be keeping the crowd warm before Snoop Dogg in front of 11,000 people. You opened for Snoop. So I guess I, I guess yeah. I could say and that. I mean, yeah. that was a good what five to ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes. Uh, yeah. and, and real quick before you play the clips, mind you, when we got word that we didn't even know where Snoop was, mm-hmm. I was talking to promotions. I'm like, okay, what do I go out there and say? I mean, do I say he's late or what? He's like, don't even say he's late or anything. Right. If he's not here, he's going to be cut from the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, oh my no kidding! God. I didn't yeah. know that part. Yeah, because they, you know, weenie roast. They keep, yeah, it, they keep it going. So I'm like, oh my god! So I'm like pacing back and forth in my hula skirt and my coconut bra <laughs> backstage. That, that is a detail worth bringing. That's yeah. the best and, part. Yeah. And 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 then we finally get word. All right, he's ten minutes out. Go, Phil. Go ahead. And, and weenie roast. Oh. We having a good time right now. Now, Muggs is the guy who never realizes that he has a microphone. <laughs> yeah. And so has a microphone and screams. Yeah. Both at the same time. I know I'm having a good time just by uh, my wardrobe <laughs> that I'm wearing. My name is Beer Mug from the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. I just got a call on the 420 phone. Oh, that's not a thing. There's no 420 phone. <laughs> I have one, Kevin. What? I have one. Telling me that Snoop needs to smoke one more blunt before he comes out here. Good impression. One more blunt. Not terrible. No. Is all it will take him. So until that happens, I got two guys that are going to get you in the dancing mood. It's K-Rock's own DJ Jeremiah Red. And on a, an electric guitar, <laughs> Mr. Rod Castro. Let's start dancing, Weedy Roast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Today's going to be a good day, Weedy Roast. And that's where today is a good day should have dropped. 
I think that's where I think that's okay. where it did. Because yeah. I think it took a little longer, and I was like, "What is he that's referencing?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was twerking out there. I mean, I was I was. Oh, he stayed on stage. Stayed yeah, on stage, dancing the whole time. He did time. Rockettes kicks. Yes. He, when the song said "Drop it like it's hot," guess what he did? <laughs> he dropped it like it's hot. Right he literally pushed his butt down to the ground. How did that coconut bra feel after a few hours? Uh, massive chafing. Mm, yeah, and uh, I had to. It's had, tough to be beautiful. It is, Kevin. You're you are correct, <laughs> but uh, that was I will never forget that ever. But you did a great job well, because when people tell you, "Hey, they're not here yet," go stall, and there are you know eleven, twelve thousand people holy out there. You go. Moly. Amazing. Okay, you did a great job. Well, thank you. Realize you have a mic, though, and the mic does put out. What? Yeah, it does mm. give you some power. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Am I lying if I say one of our all-time favorites is on the phone? You are not. 100%. Gabriel Iglesias. Hey, Fluffy, Not good morning. Lying. How are you, man? Good morning. What's going on? A ah, little of this, little of that. <laughs> Fluffy, <laughs> I'm so glad you could join us um, so soon after beating Anthony Joshua. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Your tweets <laughs> were killing me. <laughs> Your tweets were killing me because... Uh, Obviously, you don't look a lot like him, but so many people were remar- remarking that Andy Ruiz and you look a lot alike. Yeah, I guess all chubby Mexicans look alike, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fluffy. I had, la- I had a lady that actually mistook me for the heavyweight champion last night. Nice. Wow. Really? That's fantastic. Yeah, that's like, uh, that's that's a whole new world we're living in. Cause I, yeah. I was like, wow, she was real. Did you put in work? No, I didn't. <laughs> Good question, though, Allie. Thank you. Thank you. Fluffy, is this is this unusual for you to be awake at 730 in the morning? Uh, well, it all depends. Sometimes I'm up late and I'm just, you know, it's one of those you, you just continue to go like if you're in Vegas. Uh, otherwise, waking up early, uh, I had to do it for four months for the TV show. Oh, Let's sure. talk about the TV show because we are going to get to the uh, the Fluffy World Tour dates that you're going to announce for the first time anywhere on our show in a minute. But let's talk about the TV show because I am intrigued by this. And first of all, way to go, Netflix, picking you up. Tell me about Mr. Iglesias. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, uh, another network who uh, <laughs> will leave the letters out. <laughs> but it's the beginning of the alphabet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They they passed on uh, on picking up my sitcom and uh, you know they, I, I can't say nothing bad. They gave me a couple of opportunities and it just didn't work out. But Netflix uh, scooped me up and they said they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Uh, okay. Combined with a couple of specials and next thing I know we have a show called Mystery Iglesias. And you are playing a history teacher. How come? Why is that a role you wanted to play? I thought it was something cool because we're able to uh, 
tell so many different stories by being a history teacher versus, let's say, a PE coach. You're, you're kind of limited. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. Let's do another one on pull-ups, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that quarter mile, ready to go. Uh, the, the cool part for me was that I was actually supposed to be a school teacher. And, uh, you know, comedy was, was number one. And if that wouldn't have worked out, I, I would have became a, a school teacher in the Long Beach Unified School District. Can you guys imagine having Fluffy as your school teacher? That would be awesome. the best class the ever. Yeah. That would be cool. And is there a is there a real teacher in your upbringing that you had in mind as you played your character? Um, I had two teachers that really really stood out to me. One of them, uh, her name is Miss Mast. She was my uh, health teacher in high school. She was just so animated and all over the place and a lot of fun. And uh, another teacher by the name of June Garner, who was my speech teacher in high school. And our first episode is actually dedicated to her. Oh, wow. So great. Have you uh, kept in touch with them, or have you heard from them since you've become so popular, so famous? Uh, my, his, my my health teacher, I'm sorry, I see her online. She's uh, <laughs> she's, she's very hip on social media. Yeah. The other teacher, uh, a friend of mine, reached out and found her. The, uh, the Long Beach Unified School District actually thought she had passed away, and it turns out she was uh, you know living somewhere in Long Beach, and they found her. Wow, and she'll cool. actually be attending the premiere, which Aww. I'm super excited about. That's, That's pretty awesome. awesome. Uh, Fluffy, so it's a multicam, which is a kind of an industry name, but it's like they're sets, and it's more of like a live in front of an audience mm-hmm. look. And those are really difficult, especially if you've never done them before. Did you like doing that? And you know, that is a kind of a it's its own skill. I needed something that was as close to stand up as possible, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know. When you get that laughter, that's your feedback. You know, are you doing good? Are you doing bad? Do you need to step up the, uh, you know, the animation? Do you got to tone it down? Uh, that's the only way that I was able to to agree to do the show. I couldn't do the show without an audience because okay. I, I do not know. I don't know if it's funny until people are laughing. Okay. I have an idea. Yeah, I was gonna say you have to have some <laughs> sort of gut instinct on whether it's funny or not because you write jokes. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I I wanted it to be a sitcom. I, right. I, I wanted it to be you know like the the shows that I grew up on and something that I wanted to do. Are you uh, you're probably a little too young to remember Welcome Back, Cotter? Do you know that show, Fluffy? Mr. Cotter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping it's that kind of a relationship Mr. between Cotter. you and your students. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Iglesias is the name of the show. Season one is coming to Netflix on June 21st. It's going to be 10 half-hour episodes. We cannot wait to see that. We have Gabriel Iglesias on the phone, fluffyguy.com. Now, you got another world tour. Now that you got the TV show behind you, you got another world tour for 2019, and you are on Kevin and Bean today to announce some brand new dates. This is new information not heard or seen anywhere. Fluffy, Um, where are you going to be in Southern California? It, it's insane. They got me working like crazy. You know, it's like I got this sitcom going on, a world tour, and then now I got to defend my title against Joshua in December. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're playing small uh, I, venues, right? Uh, well, it, uh, I'm going to mix it up a little bit, but this next tour is going to be a, an arena tour. Yeah. So all over here. <laughs> Unbelievable. So that, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about that. And Southern California um, dates. Give us that info. Well, December 27th, 28th, I'm going to be at Staples Center and Honda Center. So uh, December 27th, Staples Center. December 28th, 
Honda Center. Unbelievable. Oh, it's, I mean, Fluffy, you know this, but I want to make sure our audience understands the number of comedians that can sell that many tickets in one market. You can almost count on two hands. You know, there are very few of you that can move tickets like that for comedy. I know that you're very proud of that, and you should be. You've worked hard to get here. But December 27th at Staples Center, December 28th at Honda Center. These are brand new dates. Tickets are available at FluffyGuy.com. The pre-sale starts Wednesday morning. The main on-sale is going to be on Friday. So there you go. You got your details if you want to go see Fluffy in person. And you can see him on your TV with Mr. Iglesias coming to Netflix on June 21st. This is perfect timing, too, with uh, it being right over the Christmas break. You've got family in town. You're not sure what to do. This is a perfect thing to go to with your family members. Make it a great week. Anything else uh, you Uh, need us to know, Fluff, before we let you go? You know, you made me think about it right now when you said uh, back in the 70s, welcome back, Cotter. The, the last time a comedian had a show where he played a school teacher was Gabe Kaplan. So that was the last one. Another, wow. another Gabriel. How about oh. that? Wow, I didn't even think about that. All right. Gabe Kaplan, yeah. We all learned a little like, something Ooh. here today, you guys. Have a <laughs> yeah. uh, have a great summer. I know that we will talk to you again soon, my friend. You're always welcome on the Kevin and Bean Show. Congratulations on everything like usual. Thank you so much, you guys. You bet. Thanks Bye-bye. a lot. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. By the way, we were uh, talking about the uh, K-Rock Weenie Roast this past weekend and thanking you again for buying tickets and coming out to the great show at Data Point. We forgot to mention one of the highlights was the sign language interpreter. Oh, amazing. My hero was incredible. (laughs) Have you ever tried to sing along to a Snoop Dogg song? You know how tough that is. Imagine trying to sign it to an audience while you're listening to it live. And dancing. He was incredible. I spent probably 80% 80 of my time while Snoop was on stage watching the interpreter. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Whenever that guy gets paid, too little. Agreed. Raise, raise, raise. Uh, And for Lip Biscuit as well, by the way. So we're going to talk to him, believe it or not, next hour here on the Kevin Abicho and find out how you get a gig like that and how you get to be so good at a gig like that. First, though, Allie's here on a Monday morning time for What's Happening. Well, congratulations to Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger. They are now husband and wife. Yeah! The couple said their I do's in Montecito, California, where they were joined by family and close friends. So... Congrats to those kids. Right? I don't want to slut shame her, but uh-huh. it's very apparent that she's a definite tease. Mm. I don't I don't think wow. she is. Um but Jensen, what's your mom's problem? She's got some issues wow. with her. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you guys, I want to hear your take on this because I read this and thought, wow, that sounds excellent. Gwyneth Paltrow is all about her personal space. Uh-huh. She revealed that she and husband Brad Felchuk, who tied the knot in September, only live together four nights a week. And then he goes back to his own house. Do they live in the same city? Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. She said, I've... all my married friends say that the way we live sounds ideal and we shouldn't change a thing. Amen. I, Amen. I, the secret to a successful life is, is, to is never, not too much time together. I don't understand See, it. See, you're newly married, Jensen, yeah. uh-huh. and you can't even fathom this, I No, bet. I can fathom it, but I, I just... But I don't think Jensen would ever want to do that. No, I just, I feel like... Not who he is. It's very similar to, like, when people say, I never let my dog sleep in the bed. I was like, that's the best part, dude. Yeah. The best part is, like, that the dog cuddles you, and it's like, I feel the same way about hanging out with my Danielle. Your well, wife I feel the dog. same way about hanging out with my dog, too. I don't want to ever be away from my dog. See? But I'm fine to be away from my wife a couple of weeks a month. <laughs> and you're lucky to have her. Amen. Right. Absolutely. Oh. 
Look, look, look. Here's everybody's situation is different. Everybody's relationship is different. Every person is different. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot to be said for maintaining your independence, your personal life, your private time. There's a lot to be said for having that in addition to also enjoying how great it is to be married and to have that soulmate, that other person that's with you. There's no reason not do both. I would say this, though. Four days out of seven, if you mm-hmm. live in the same city, is a little, seems like a little low. I and mean, I also think, like, maybe a it, day or two. Doesn't mm-hmm. work represent a lot of that time away? Like, you know, morning, you see them, and then you're going off to work, and then you go off to work, mm-hmm. and then nighttime or mid-afternoon, you're back in the mix. I don't yeah, know. Like whatever works. I don't need to yeah. take full days off. Stop pointing. Until you tried it, man. Stop pointing. The downstairs mix-up. My, uh, (laughs) Jensen, my advice, and this maybe just works for me, is to get a house in another city. Right, right. And Mm -hmm. live there some of the year. That's my advice. And and then your wife never knows where you're actually going to be. I feel like that's not the best advice, but um, okay. Just reminded me of the Sex and the City movie where Big said to Carrie, why don't we try this? And she was like, no. And she was all upset. And then, of course, she goes overseas, winds up seeing her ex, and there was a kiss. So, I mean, when do they go a to, lot could happen. When do they go to the Middle East? That was this movie. Oh, that geez. was this. That movie I know. is a It was fest. a train wreck. <laughs> but um, let's get to some birthdays, because <laughs> I want to play one of my favorite things that ever happened on the Kevin and Bean Show. I don't think we're going to have time for that. Happy I'm birthday, sorry. Kate Upton, Shane West, Prince Philip, Tara Lipinski, Elizabeth Hurley, and the man that smacked Bean down <laughs> in the greatest way possible, Mr. Bill Burr. Hit it, Steve. Your plan was to wait until you were practically a senior citizen to have a baby? Why do you always got to come at me? That's like how that? he no, does. I'm I'm just, I, I don't mean you be like, you just be a jerk. That's how he does. <laughs> Stop putting your hands up, you passive-aggressive pansy. I just say it. Every I time I come in here, you just can't be a man about it. I feel bad for the woman man or uh, they in his life. It, it seems <laughs> just, like just it's, wife. It's, it's the ride. It's the ride you get on. No, yeah. baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Close you back in. And you think, oh, maybe this roller coaster goes a different way. No, no. It's on tracks, dude. It's the same ride. Um, you got a lot of stuff going on right What other right passive-aggressive now? thing do you want to ask me? I adore you, Bill. And I, again... Hey, I'm bring a, me I'm, back in. Let's get on the ride again. See how it works. Here we go. Going back up the hill. You're proving Bill's point. Should I just sit this one out? Would that make everyone happy? Oh, no, I'm enjoying uh, this more. playing the victim. <laughs> oh, I'll just take my microphone and go home. You're not even here. <laughs> it is to this just day was magical. one of my favorite things ever. So bless you, Bill Burr, for even existing. And happy birthday. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Uh, Allie, tell us about Tracy Morgan. What happened? Yeah, last week I told you about a, a little fender bender that he got in a couple hours after he bought his $200,000 car, you guys. Oh, wow. No, Oops. I, 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 I'm told he purchased the car for $2 million. I think that he's, what? he's going to lose $200,000. What? Morgan purchased the car in 2012, a Bugatti Veyron from a dealership in New York City for $2 million. But yeah, we're the, told the, the damage is 200000 The 200, damage 000, is right? 200000 Oh, I thought you said he paid I to it. I might have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He, he, $2 million. He paid, okay. By the way, I think paying $2 million for a car is so stupid. Agreed. I, I can't even fathom what it would be like. And also, it says in the article that like a week later, a dealership sold the same car for one65 
which normally if you hear there's a sale on a car, you're like, okay, I lost 20 grand. Right. This dude lost hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. in just depreciation. And I and I know that I'm not a car guy, but how much difference can there be in driving a $100,000 car versus a $2 million car? I can't car? imagine there's any difference. I, I mean, I think there might be very small, but not for the amount. Like, if you buy a car for fifty thousand, a car for a hundred thousand, the car for a hundred thousand is not twice as good. It just no. isn't. It's better, right. maybe, I don't but know. it's not it twice seems as like good. Statistically, no, like, no, that's it really what we're isn't. Saying. Please, it's please no math, Alex. <laughs> it's double. <laughs> please no math. It's the but same the with electronics. If you buy a fantastic TV for a thousand dollars, it's not twice as good as a five hundred dollars exactly, TV. Yes, but I think the point of the story is, and where we're headed is. He had it for how long before he got into this wreck? A couple hours is what they were yes. saying. Okay. Yeah. Not good. If I had a $2 million car, I would never drive That's it on the thought. street. Especially in this city. You know why you wouldn't drive it on the street? Because it is too expensive to insure. That's another part yeah. of the story is that it balloons beyond any sort of policy that you could purchase. Uh, so even if you have any damage, you have to depend on their insurance for a certain amount, even though it won't cover a $2 million right, car. Right, Your right. Your insurance, which won't, and then just out of pocket. So we started thinking about how often this must happen to people where they get a car and you're never more excited about anything, except for maybe a house, than you are about getting a new car. I mean, you love that Just thing. You want to figure someplace out to drive to take it out. That's right. <laughs> and you are mortally terrified of that first scratch and you're the guy who's parking as far away from the from the entrance as possible because you don't want anyone to park next to you. You're doing everything you can to keep it in as pristine condition for as long as you can. Enter Kevin. Well, I mean, I did. I bought a, I can't remember what it was at the time, an Acura or something like that. Uh, and it was brand new, and I drove it off the lot. And as I was driving home, my phone fell off into the floor area of the passenger side. A common, I thought, yeah, a common thing. Yeah. And I well, thought, I could just about reach that. Oh, I have, no. I have pretty long arms, <laughs> right? But then I thought, no, that's stupid. Oh, good. All right, so right. you came to your senses. Yes. So then I pulled, oh, it was right near Sunset. I pulled off Sunset down to like a little side street. Oh, that's a good move. Stopped my car, Yeah. Got, put it in park, reached over, got my phone, got back up, glanced over my left shoulder. Nobody, you turned to go back to Sunset. Guy came screaming around the corner and just T-boned me. Full on hmm. destroyed my car. Oof. And it took a month. I kept calling him like two weeks, three weeks later. They were like, look, dude, we don't have new parts for this car. I remember that. We don't have any new parts. They literally couldn't fix it yet because the cars were so new. They right. hadn't sent replacement parts oh out to God. the dealers so, yet. Oh, it's not that it's going to take a month. It's just we don't have parts to replace it with. They're building them yes. right now. <laughs> yes, it was so, oh my God. I didn't so think my anyone could get into an accident <laughs> this soon. First day. Yeah. It was the very first day. That's nuts. It was insanity. And the guy got the ticket because he was going so fast, but I should have probably glanced again before I did that U-turn move, but... Whew. You did all the right things before that, though. I, I, I did. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> no. Yes, uh, I did. He pulled over, stopped the car, uh, he put it in park, and picked up the phone. I thought right. that was, By the way, I thought that was pretty good for Kevin. Okay. Hey, what do you mean pretty good for Kevin? <laughs> okay. Well, it's a different standard than we yeah. had other people. Kevin's standards. So we're looking for your calls if you wrecked a car that you had just gotten. Yeah, okay. like, I have a story where I was, someone uh, ran into my park car. No, you know, nothing crazy there. And uh, they were great. Insurance all set it up. So one of the things that her insurance policy got me was a, a rental car, which was very nice. All right. And so I go to a rental place, get the car. I'm pulling out of the driveway, literally <laughs> pulling out of the rental car driveway. And someone 
just runs right into my car. Not my fault. Uh, How long would you say you were in the driver's seat of that car? <laughs> 45 seconds. <laughs> yeah, literally. Then, then reversed the car back into the rental car place and said, hey, guys, that guy just hit me. I'm getting all his info. Can you set one. up a new car? And they said, yeah, absolutely. And so I ended up. Crazy. Fine. And then all the employees out. went out on the street and blocked traffic <laughs> and, like, stopped everybody. All right, go ahead. Ugh. All right. Let me uh, start with one email here. This is. I mean, it's. I guess it's a little bit worse when it's not even your car, oh, right? Oh, yeah, man, I would think yeah. so. And I'm sure we're going to have stories uh, of people who borrowed a car. This is from a frequent Kevin Bean listener and contributor, Randy, who writes in, I was 22 years old. I was working for a production company that made music videos. One of the producers had just brought a, bought a brand new VW Bug convertible. When I say just bought, I mean he picked it up about two hours before he asked me to go get it washed and gave me the keys. Uh, long story short, by the way, he went through an intersection and somebody ran. Uh, you pushed the yellow a little too further and they collided and he wrecked the car. He wrecked his boss's car mm. who had picked it up, was getting it washed for the oh, first time after geez. picking it up two hours before. I had to go back and tell the producer that I just wrecked his brand new car. Needless to say, it did not go over very well, although I didn't get fired, which really surprised me. That's Randy. I would, I would have oh. moved to Wyoming. I would, yeah. I would have just been like, well, that's the end of my career here in L.A. Bean, you uh, remember when Kennedy worked with us. Sure. And she said, I need to borrow your car. What was it for? Go get food or something? Go get yes. lunch or something. Need to borrow your car. And I said, just being funny, don't wreck it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty yeah, new. Because I, I think that was a pretty new car, yeah. too. Yeah. And I gave her my keys, and she literally came back like, I don't know, it seemed like four or five minutes later, and she's mm-hmm. like... Totally ruined the bumper. And I was like, that's so funny. Give me the keys back. She's like, no, totally ruined. I was like, I don't believe you. She went down, picked up my bumper, and brought it upstairs and said, this is your bumper. I was like, are you kidding me? I could do that. I thought you would do better. I don't think she got out of the garage. I think she ran nope, into one did. of those cement posts in the garage or something. Yeah. So that happened. All right, let's get to some calls, shall we? 1-800-520-1067. How soon after you started driving the car did you wreck it? Let's start with Loretta. She's on line one, Los Angeles calling. Hey, Loretta. Hi. So, so I had my brand new car for maybe 10 hours. I was driving home on the 10 freeway from work, going to school to Cal State uh, LA. Mm-hmm. And um, this car sideswiped me in traffic on the freeway. And it was a car full of people coming home from the Dodger game. And um, they basically sideswiped my car from front to back. Oh, my um, God. They were... Yeah, it, it was terrible. We had to pull over off the freeway, and the guy had the audacity to ask me, did I do that to your car? I'm like, I don't even have plates on my car. <laughs> <laughs> like, Are you kidding me? Yes, this is all from you, and I hope you had fun at the Dodger game, but I was so pissed. <laughs> I can imagine. I had just gotten the car. Um, the only reason why I even had a brand-new car was because my last car got totaled. Um, this guy slammed in back of me, and I was two payments away from that car being mine. Had oh. to get a new car. Oh, man. Waited, 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 you know, to get my new car, money from the insurance, and then only to be sideswiped the first day. 
You should not be behind time. the wheel of a car, Loretta. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to Wait, put this, this on you. Her. I'm not trying to put her. it on you. You are, though. But I'm just saying. Oh, no. This is on the Dodgers. You're danger. <laughs> Don't blame the Dodgers. It might be the Dodgers. <laughs> How dare you? All right. Thank you for the call. 1-800-520-1067. We'll take yours next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. The world-famous K-Rock. Let's take one phone call. Let's make it Kim in West Covina. We are talking about uh, you just got a car and, and ruined it. What happened with you, Kim? Um, I had purchased my very first car that I was buying on my own, and this is back in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, by the way. Long-time listener. Thank you, um, <laughs> Anyway, I was driving the car over to show my parents, and it wasn't even 15 minutes that I was driven away from the dealership, got rear-ended. And, oh, uh, man. I yeah. mean, you had a good 15 minutes, though, right? right? It was a solid 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> awesome 15 minutes and then i just saw the old mustang it was like a 60s mustang coming straight for me and i was like oh god (laughs) that is not the kind of rear ending you were hoping for oh all right way to turn Uh, that one around what but i I mean uh... from the 310 texting into kevin and bean made one payment on my brand new car then one day later i went over some gravel on a turn and rolled my car down a hill all right all right after one payment. Uh, for the 562, my brother was 18 years old. He bought an old Nissan 240, and it was a stick shift. He was a very inexperienced standard shift driver learning to drive. He uh, owned the car for one day. He was headed to work, somehow lost control, and slammed into a parked car. That's exactly what we're looking for. Sure. Mm-hmm. 1-800-520-1067. All right, let's meet our new girlfriend, Sarah. She's in North Hollywood. She has a delightful story. Hey, Sarah. Good, Good morning. Morning. So I... I had my license less than a week. My grandparents got me a new car. I was with my boyfriend at the time. It was his birthday. And I told him to hold the soda. He didn't hold the soda. I went to grab it, cranked the wheel, and drove through the manager's office of a Carl's (laughs) Jr. in North Hollywood. Sarah! That's fantastic! By the way, these stories are... These stories are supposed to involve the phrase "hold my beer," not "hold my soda." Wow! <laughs> and and on top of it, I got a really nasty letter from Carl Karcher telling me never to come back. Really? No. That's awesome. Did That's you frame cool. it? Yeah. I, I still have it. That's oh, the best. Yes, I, do. I would frame That's that. That's frameable. That's the best. So, have you not had a famous star since you were eighteen? <laughs> I have not. What do you think? <laughs> they have her picture up on every, yeah, every single so. restaurant. <laughs> That's amazing. I love you, Sarah. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Irene. She's line three. She's in Valencia. She's another first day crasher. Hey, Irene. Hey, guys. So oh, I... it sounds like it still oh, hurts. Was it recent? <laughs> no, no, no. I swear. I'm 34, but I, I got my license, mm-hmm. got a brand new car, first day, Drove over to my friend's house, so excited. Um, backing out of her driveway, a bee flew into the car. I freaked out, ran out of the car, and forgot to put it on park. So oh. the car drove. Oh my god! Hit a park car. <laughs> hit what? What did a it park hit? Park car. Park car. <laughs> yeah, a park car. But same day, I was too freaked out to drive the car, so my friend drove the car, and then she backed into a gas station tank. Uh- Oh, oh my god! I blame the car. Yeah, I don't think it's either of you. It can't be two yeah. people. I love that it's the B1 and U0. That's awesome. All right, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's go to El Sereno. Like, that's a place. Line two, this is going to be Joshua up next on the Kevin Beach. Where the hell is El Sereno? 
El Cerrito. It's right in L.A., kind of by East L.A. What's going on, guys? All right. What's going What's on? What's going on? All right. You tell us. Yeah, I was uh, 14. My parents had just gotten, like, a RAV4 Toyota thing. Mm-hmm. And I drive, like, golf carts all the time because I've been playing golf since I was a kid. And they were like, yeah, go ahead. Like, drive it in and wash the car. So I took it around the block, and I was all right. I was cool. And I thought it was cool. I had my little brother in the car. He's, like, four years younger than me, so he's, like, 10. And I just, like, go, like, like 15 miles per hour, full force, straight into, like, the wall and catch it with, like, the corner of the rat floor and just, like, destroyed it. I mean, like, part of the outside of the car was, like, inside the car after the crash. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's on your parents for letting a 14-year-old drive. They should have known you better than that, Joshua. <laughs> Yeah, you I sound love that like they trouble. were like, he's 14. Take your 10-year-old brother with you. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Let me tell you. Joshua's been pretty good with that golf cart. Let's put him in a brand new car. Take your with brother. With his younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to get rid of both of you. Yeah. Your parents hate you, Joshua. We hate to break it to you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Valencia Line 6. This is going to be Ian up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Ian. Hey. Hey. So I had a very bad run. I bought a brand new Q50 Red Sport Infinity. Mm-hmm. Two weeks after I bought the car on the way to Vegas, somebody backed into me, okay. put it into the body shop. And then a few months later, somebody pulled out in front of me and I ended up T-boning him, mm-hmm. causing about $20,000 in damage. <laughs> and then a few months later, it was on my birthday, my car was parked out in front of my work and Somebody was driving by and lost control, sideswiped the entire side of the car, and then caused about another twenty to thirty thousand dollars in damage. I'm not positive how to explain that last one, but I think this is all your fault somehow. I'm blaming <laughs> yes, you. It's always my fault. Oh. Okay. What, <laughs> what is your insurance like? Surprisingly, not bad because none of them were my fault. So says you. Right. I mean, so says his insurance, too. She wins. <laughs> That's a good point, Alec. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. All right, we have to speak to uh, maybe the greatest sign language interpreter that I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. And the greatest he, there ever was. Agreed. It was amazing. Snoop was on stage, and I spent in my entire time watching this guy do sign language. Unbelievable. Now, this has become a fairly common thing in recent years at all public events. We are all trying to be much more aware that it should be, you know, everybody should be able to enjoy it. Even a rock concert, there are deaf people there or hard-of-hearing people there that you want them to be able to enjoy the experience. So, in many cases, venues will hire a guy like our friend Matt, who's on the line here, to do the interpretive uh, sign language while the bands are playing and singing. And it seems like the hardest job in the world. How does he do it so well and make it look so fun? Matt, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. How are you? Hey, what do you do, guys? <laughs> did you have a good time at the Weenie Roast on Saturday like we did? Absolutely. Had a wonderful time. How does a man get a job like that? Um, I've been an interpreter for about 25 years. Um, just doctor's appointments, all those kind of things. And... I used to do, every once in a while, I would get requests from, like, do this show, ask this and that. But about three years ago, I had to start my own agency and started putting myself out there. That's and Is that right? You, yeah. you, know, you know where I started to see it is um, briefings, like when the mayor or the governor comes out and, and is giving us, you know, a warning about a hurricane or something like that. That's the first time I started seeing them really, like, pop up on TV a lot. 
is they just want right. to make sure people at home know what's really happening, you know? And then you started seeing them at sporting events and stuff like that. And I, are they fairly common at concerts now? Um, it, yeah, it's been actually required by law since for about 30 years now from the ADA. It's just a matter of everything working out where deaf people knowing their rights and good interpreters coming out for the appropriate for the the artists and things because that's always been an issue was they provide interpreters but then they'd be like interpreters that maybe not be the best fit for the genre yes. or they get the request last minute and so the deaf people are like nah, and, and it's no fault of it's just situational and but the deaf are like if this is what interpreted shows are going to be like i'll maybe not want to do this but then more and more as time goes goes on, we've had better uh, opportunities and more deaf are becoming um, coming to the shows readily. So, Matt, yeah. I'm curious as to what led you to sign language in the first place. Did you have a family member that was deaf? Um, no, I took it on a whim in college, and I didn't suck at it. Wow. <laughs> That's, That's incredible. That's quite a backstory. <laughs> so you so you were at the Weenie Roast and you did the ex ambassadors and Snoop right. Dogg and Limp Biscuit, right? Correct. Now Correct. do you know their lyrics ahead of time? Like did you have a heads up of what songs to expect? I have to tell you, he knew every word. Or are you um, literally interpreting it as you're hearing it and you're able to do it that quickly in your mind? Well what Snoop it was kind of on the fly because of the DJ set. I mean, yeah. I knew some of the stuff, but I, you never know what he's going to play. He, I mean, I didn't anticipate him playing Stand By Me or Journey. Right. No, but, none of us did. <laughs> but, that was um, Snoop DJs enough, for white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to give credit to um, working with SGE, Ray Picard, the production manager um, guy, always works really hard to get us in contact with um, the artist, and they give us set lists that possible set lists or or whatever um and we also do our homework online my team that did the rest of the act samantha um caleb and abby they were all great on uh, that day too and we just go to setlist.fm try to figure out what regularly the artists play and then we look up lyrics and then we work on interpretations and- wow what a job matt we come yeah. here every day and just talk stupidly into microphones <laughs> yeah it really is such a sweet thing and the idea that you guys take it so serious that's great yeah so you anticipated like for instance limp biscuit is going to do my generation so you just kind of ahead of time you if there's any questionable language in there for instance or unusual terms that you wouldn't ordinarily translate you figure out a way to do it Exactly. It's just interpretation. You go from English concepts to sign language. I mean, concepts and it, I mean different languages and different structures and things. I gotta tell and you, then what, you just. I'm okay. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, I gotta tell you, though, watching you do that, you were having you were having a, your own party first and sign language second. It seemed like. And Matt, you, you've got some rhythm, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, it, you just had to go. It, Go with the music and be genuine. If I, I mean, you have to bring legit, legitimacy for the deaf patrons. If I'm, you saw the energy of the crowd. You yeah. saw the energy yeah. of the band. Yeah, yeah. I, if I just stood there and made it look like an Adele show, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be doing justice to the artist or for the deaf patrons. Oh, I will fight you for that Adele diss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Matt, one time you, you did the Foo Fighters once. Yes, and I've how, done the Foo Fighters a couple times. Yeah. And how long were those shows? Well, Foo Fighters tend to do about two, two and a half hour shows. Oh, and... that's a workout. <laughs> yeah. And you do and the we, whole thing. We work, you, we work in teams. I was yeah, going to say, you that, don't tag that. team that? Um, sometimes we do. Sometimes we, when we don't. But usually on that one, um, we just did, uh, I think that's the only act I did that day. So I just did that all the way through. And I was tired afterwards. Sure, and I sure, yeah. 
and I had to do the band before because my team interpreter had a large reaction to it. So I did about four, almost four and a half hours of um, band wow. straight, almost straight through. So I was very grateful for um, the drum solos and the guitar solos. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, the voice of Matt here on the Kevin Bean Show. He was the sign language interpreter who was at the Weenie Roast on Saturday. We were all so impressed with what a great job he did. Uh, dumb question, forgive me for not knowing this, but are there translations for every word that is commonly used in the English language in the sign language world? Or do you have to kind of make some up or do some some fancy combining uh, signals to make it work? It's, it's usually if you with, you, you try to use ASL's concept based. So as long as you can find that concept, like oh, I so see. you do the word where you do the word boy for anything that's synonymous with the word boy will basically have the same sign. Okay. The so guy, dude, bro, all those kind of things. Or, and so you try to do that. Sometimes slang, you have to explain it as well. And sometimes you just have to say what the, what the word means if there's not a, a sign for it traditionally. I, I was so, yeah. very, I was watching you really closely when Snoop used the N word because I wanted to see what that was and I couldn't tell. How do you um, interpret that? that? I you don't really in you that don't. situation because well because it it has so many meanings and so much level to it it's not just the n word as like a derogatory term right it has a lot of other meanings behind that and especially as um, so you're saying there's some good n word interpretations is what not you're saying, saying that, <laughs> do not do not say, put that on there there are good people on both sides no. is what I hear from you no, no, but I, I was fascinated to every time I knew that word was that coming up, I would look no. at you. No. In some ways, they just have, there's so many levels. It's almost like the word dude, where you have, it could just have a whole completely different thing to it as well. So you do what the, what the you aim for what they're trying to say in that situation, not just a particular I got you. English gotcha. word you get caught up on. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. So your hands are racist. I No, I understand. <laughs> and I, you I, heard I, it here first. The N-word is like dude, says it's interpreter like dude. Yeah, and there are lots of interpretations, so feel free to use it in any conversation. Matt, may I apologize for my coworkers? Uh, Matt, I wanted to ask, too. I, I had seen the Chance the Rapper is one of the first artists to ever travel with their own interpreter. Is that going to become yeah. like a new thing? I think that's the dream of interpreters, but I don't think it's quite there yet. That I mean, Chance hired a great interpreter named Matt Maxey, who's also deaf himself. So oh, wow. that was really cool. Yeah. Wow. So Matt just, Hold on a second. How does he yes. interpret music and lyrics he can't hear? Well, he he has the same in-ear um, belt many things that we were uh, hearing interpreters were. So with his residual hearing, he can hear loud stuff. He knows what the songs are. Plus, he has a hearing interpreter work with him to uh, make sure he's, uh, I mean, following the music. The interpreter has an interpreter. The interpreter has an interpreter (laughs) in the crowd that he watches. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately, that guy is blind, but he's got a guy who provides Braille for him to hear it. (laughs) This is getting very complicated. There's not going to be any tickets left for fans anymore once all the interpreters are done. This isn't helping anyone. This is fantastic. In this room so much. Matt, how can people get in touch with you if they want to say hire you or want to have questions for you? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't even have a website or, or anything like that because it's all been word of mouth. Um, okay. Well, that's okay. I, you don't have to have one. I just wanted to make sure to give you an opportunity. And to by word of mouth, you. you mean hand motions. <laughs> right. Word well, of hand motions. Right? In some cases, too. But um, I, I guess if, I mean, I guess for now, they can follow my, my instant at Terp Matt. Uh, is, uh, I guess we can go from there. Um, but I, again, 
Yeah, usually I've been to have great success working with La La Nation Acts, and again SGE, I, they did a great job working with you guys. Okay, together another uh, wonderful thing. So pretty much just it, for the Death Patrons, just encourage them if you know. Well, they're not listening. They want to go to- <laughs> Cannot they're anymore. Not, they're not with us. I have tuned out. <laughs> All right. Matt, Matt, we you love do, you. You do incredible work, Matt. You really do. We're very You're proud of best. you. We're happy to know you. And thank you so much for coming on. We really enjoyed talking to you. After this interview, I don't blame them for not listening after what <laughs> I have to say. Same. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, uh, Muggs is in the studio. Yeah. Uh, we invited Muggs. Muggs is standing in Muggs front of a is, microphone. Muggs was invited. Okay. He's yeah. meant to be here. You know, we talked to the uh, sign language interpreter of the K-Rock uh, Weenie Roast uh, Lou Island Beach Party uh, last hour, and he was uh, phenomenal. Matt did a great job <laughs> out really there. really good. The other uh, unsung hero, the other star that people didn't know they were paying to come see Saturday <laughs> was our own beer mug, ladies wow. and gentlemen. All right. That's quite the introduction. Thank you, B. In his grass skirt and his coconut boobies was there <laughs> in full luau spirit, and he found himself uh, unexpectedly trying to entertain a crowd of 10,000 people who were all there waiting for Snoop Dogg to take the stage. Yeah, and I'm kind of sort of glad I started drinking before that to calm the nerves Uh because I probably would have pooped my pants on stage. (laughs) You were wearing a hula skirt. That would have been fantastic, by the way. That's the only way it could have gotten better. (laughs) That didn't show at all, Muggs. You are way more comfortable on stage in front of people than I am. Well, thank you. And what people don't see is all the chaos going on behind (laughs) the stage when we're scrambling for Snoop. I mean, there was at one point, they didn't even know if Snoop was going to show up. So all the guys in promotions are saying, don't even mention that Snoop is late because if he's not here, we're cutting him from the bill. And I'm like, oh, my God. And not to mention... They were having audio problems hooking up uh, Jeremy's, all of his right. equipment. And they couldn't even get the music to work. So now I'm thinking, do I have to go out there by myself with no music and just just riff? riff? Oh, yeah. my God. It's time for a little beer mug stand-up. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Holy but, moly. But you went out there, and there was DJ Jeremiah Red. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was playing music, and you just started working the crowd. And mm-hmm. I was amazed by you. Thank you. In a hula skirt with a coconut bra. With a coconut bra. There's two different things. Like, we go out and we say, hey, here's Limp Biscuit." Right. So that's not hard. But going out, not knowing how long it's going to be, standing there in front of everybody and just sort of entertaining. Amazing. Was unbelievable. Winnie Rose, we having a good time right now? I know I'm having a good time just by uh, my wardrobe that I'm wearing. My name is Beer Mug from the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. I just got a call on the 420 phone. Yes. No such thing. Telling me that Snoop needs to smoke one more blunt before he comes out here. One more blunt is all it will take him. So until that happens, I got two guys that are going to get you in the dancing mood. It's K-Rock's own DJ Jeremiah Red. And on an electric guitar, Mr. Rod Castro. Let's start dancing, Weedy Roast. Yeah. I like Hold on. Hold on. Today's going to be a good day, Weedy Roast. <laughs> I like how he just makes that proclamation. Also, he's never heard of an electric guitar before. It's very exciting. On electric guitar? Well, that guy plays guitar for Beyonce. Yes. yes. He's he amazing. Does. Yeah, Rod yeah, he's is awesome. Good. He's real good. Uh, Jensen and I are out in the crowd uh, at this point, standing together, waiting same. for Snoop Dogg. And you come out, and first of all, we're so happy because Muggs is out on stage. And then it's obvious to us that you have to riff. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is the greatest. I, I turn to Bean, and I literally tap him on the shoulder, and I go, 
I think he's stretching for time. <laughs> oh, and it was way like, stretching. It, it was like we knew what that meant. We're like, yeah. he's going to be out there forever. Yeah. And if I had, God, I wish I had Snoop Dogg's cell number because I would have texted him right then and say, take your time. Take your time. Slow yeah. down. Slow down. The best was. All right, do you have more? I do have more. Yeah. I love you, Weenie Rose. K-Rock, thank you to all the K-Rock listeners that listen to our radio station for coming out and supporting this. This is the first time we've done it at Doheny Beach, and I have a feeling it's not going to be the last. So thank you, guys. Wow. Oh, smoke them if you got them, Weenie Rose. <laughs> Very good work. I got to tell you, Muggs, honestly, I think you may have done the best that any of us would have done yeah. in that wow. situation. 100%. I really do think that. He also danced along with it. He did. He, he did yeah. a crip walk. He did a crip I did. walk. I did. He dropped <laughs> it like it was hot. I did. Yes. The lyric was said. It was very hot. The yeah. best, I think, the, the thing that I will always remember is walking off stage and Snoop is finally there and he's mm-hmm. ready and it's Snoop and his entire posse and mm-hmm. he's just standing there ready to go and he sees me and what I'm wearing mm-hmm. and the look on his face was it love oh I don't know or disgust what I think was it was it? disgust okay. but it was great I will never forget that here's a little bit more of it how's everybody feeling right now honestly hold up your drinks if you're drinking sure hold up your smoking for smoking sure I love you Winnie Rose I mean Sing it if you know it, y'all. <laughs> I love you, oh, Weenie Rose. Oh, I mean, and the then the man that weed every day. day. Yeah, there he was. <laughs> Muggs is the man that saved Weenie Rose oh, first of wow. all. Oh, wow. So and then Snoop comes out and he play he DJs for white people and we never uh, never thought I'd see him play Dude like play Joan, Journey, yeah. Yeah, Journey. <laughs> and the and our God bless our crowd, man. Yep. They sang along Into with every it. word. Yeah. And he he was wonderful. And then it came time, even though Three Eleven closed the show and they were incredible like they always are. Limp Biscuit was a little bit of a wild card because there have been. I'm not going to lie. There have been people at this radio station that we work for who doubted our th- commitment and our follow-through on Limp Biscuit and the p- potential success of that going over in front of our K-Rock audience in 2019. We felt good about it. We were excited that they were there, but we didn't 100% know how it was going to go over. Of course not, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it smashed. It he, smashed. He was quite funny. Can we say what? Um, he first came out, and they followed the Lumineers, who I think played for three and a half hours. Um, <laughs> but he came out, and his first words were, you guys done with your naps yet? <laughs> and I, I said earlier, I was instantly pregnant. I was like, yeah. I have a Fred yeah. Durst sarcasm baby. Yeah, Fred was ready to get the thing turned up, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So then he okay. had a, he had a few words. Did you just say turned? He did. No, don't, don't say that. And then he had a few words for uh, for Kevin Abid from the stage. Okay, guys, relax. No one that listens to K-Rock listens to Pantera. Let's just keep it straight. Let's stick to what Kevin and Bean listen to. Christopher Cross, <laughs> Jackson Brown. Last I heard, Kevin and Bean hated Limp Biscuit. You know what time it is. It's time to keep on rolling, bitch. I'd just like to say in our defense, first of all, Fred Durst was hilarious, yes. but in, in our defense, we never hated Limp Biscuit. Mm. We just weren't listening to them. Uh, 
Maybe no, I've been a punchline for a while. Absolutely, we're we were not listening for a bit. to them for a long time because they weren't exactly in step with what was happening. That's all. I right. don't think we hated them. We uh, no, but I would say again, use them as a punchline quite a lot mm-hmm. and deserve that comment. And I thought it was hilarious. Amazing. That's what I'm very nervous. Very we're going to end up needing alien ant farm at some point. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's our uh, final What's Happening for a Monday Kevin and Bean Show, and Allie has free stuff. I've got a four-pack of passes to the K-Rock advanced screening of Toy Story 4. Yeah. All right. I'm so excited for this. Me too. Uh, you're going to be able to see it early at uh, the AMC Burbank on June 18th. We're all Team Forky, though, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, the good. movie comes out um, in theaters on June 20th. Of course, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Keanu Reeves. Woody and Buzz Lightyear and the rest of the gang embark on a road trip with Bonnie and a new toy named Forky. <gasps> Played by Tony Hale, one of our favorites. You guys, I can't wait for this. It's ridiculous. And why don't you give a call right now, 1-800-520-1067 and be caller 18th because you're going to see it on June 18th. It is a four-pack of passes to the K-Rock Advance screening of Toy Story 4. Good luck. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All right. You guys, there are so many differing stories about what happened to David Ortiz last night. But we found out last night that Boston Red Sox legend David Ortiz was shot at a nightclub in the Dominican Republic late last night. First reports were it was his leg. Then reports came out that it was almost point blank in his back and then exited through the abdomen. Bad situation, right? Well, according to the Boston Globe, they said he was hit by a bullet on his right side. He experienced limited blood loss, and he's now in stable condition. But part of his colon was removed. He had suffered injuries to his gallbladder and limited damage to his liver as well. Why? I'm, uh, initial reports were robbery, you said. And then it wasn't then no. a robbery. Yeah. So was he uh, the intended target, or was it just he was the wrong place, wrong time? Uh, there's a baseball player who put out a comment. I can try to find it, but he says that he he's being told it's a hit. Like a, On David Ortiz. Why? Yeah. why? He's retired, for God's sakes. I don't know. Does that matter? Would would you yes. rather they shot him? Oh, you him? think because he's playing baseball, like, it's like yeah. he, he's oh, you got thought a hitman. It was like a Yankees uh, <laughs> yeah, hit on exactly. David Ortiz. Yankees hitman, yeah. Okay, Somebody got it. Trying to take him out, but like it Nancy make Kerrigan, it... Tanya Harding, exactly. Okay. But it doesn't right. make any sense to take out a guy who's not playing anymore. Yeah, good thought process, Bean. You're By right. By the way, listen to listen to Big Poppy here. Listen to this is why he's beloved. This jersey that we wear today, it doesn't say Red Sox. It say Boston. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> that was actually after the uh, marathon bombing. Yeah. So he was saying, out yeah, they're Boston strong. He also said the F word there, right? He did. Yeah, uh, he, did. he is so beloved in the city of Boston and around New England because he does so much for the people there. He steps up when anything happens, any family is ever in need, he's there. Same with his um, relations back in the Dominican Republic. He does so much for his home country that it's just devastating. But team sources said that um, the Red Sox and Massachusetts General Hospital are working with his family to determine when they can safely bring him home for further care. They've sent a plane down there, and as soon as he's able to travel, they want to get him back to Boston and figure this out. But That's an ugly story. Really ugly. Really ugly. Uh, Oh my god, you're still talking about baseball. Okay. Just want to point out that Um, wasn't me. mm -hmm. 
Justin Bieber, not sure how bored he was last night, but he decided to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight. Like you do. Like mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. He tweeted, I want to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared and you'll never live it down. He then decided he was going to tag Dana White. And he said, who's willing to put on the fight? Dana White? So people are thinking, okay, this is obviously, they're not going to fight, right? It's obviously for an ad campaign, maybe a movie, something down the line. I would think so, yeah. Well, Conor McGregor has weighed in, and he quote-tweeted Justin Bieber and said, if Tom Cruise is man enough to accept this challenge, McGregor Sports and Entertainment will host the bout. Does Tom Cruise have the sprouts to fight like he does in the movies? Stay tuned to find out. Sprouts? Is that what we're he's calling? Justin Bieber? He's he's the handsome de- he's the handsome devil that came down from heaven to make some great songs and a, and a dance with, and give and dance forever. So that so guy's down with Bieber. He is right? Team Bieber. I think we are all Team Tom Cruise on this. Sure, he would 100%. beat his ass, right? I would think so. Yeah. It's insane, yeah. you guys. Sir, your thoughts? He can sing and dance and and hey, I don't think he's that bad to look at either. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, a lot of people commenting that um, Justin Bieber misspelled your. Um, Is that the most misspelled word? Would you guys guess? Yeah. Your, your and you, your. Are, you are, definitely. Yeah. And then um, loose and lose. I mean, those people yeah, drive a, me bonkers. That's me too. That's one too. But Mario Lopez tweeted, why the Biebs want to put hands on Tom Cruise? And it's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, homie. Ooh, boom, Mario. Yeah, nailed it. Isn't Slater the dumb one? Yes, but not at grammar, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Good times, everybody. Um, we talked about this before. None of us have watched uh, Chernobyl, but it's on a lot of our lists. I watched watch. the first episode okay. this past Ooh. weekend. Amazing. Spo- yeah, spoiler great. alert. It's great. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it, you know, it's a long haul. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I can't it's wait a lot. to see it. It yeah. is heavy. What does um, that mean? It's a long haul. It means it's slow? It's slow, and also okay. it's got a lot of, I mean, it's, it's intense. Okay. It's yeah. five hours, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, now all the buzz from that show is spilling over um, into the Instagram community. People traveling out to the site of that 1986 disaster, tagging Chernobyl, posing where they shouldn't be posing. Isn't there still a lot of radiation oh, there? Uh, oh, the yeah. toxicity of the area um, is still very Wait, much... don't tell them that. There's ongoing... Right? This <laughs> is Darwinism. Yeah. <laughs> ongoing radiation there. Like, what are you doing? Will be... Forever, Forever yeah, most likely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, by the way, uh, one disaster tour company told Reuters that it has seen a 40% increase in bookings since the Chernobyl miniseries debuted in May. Who's heading to the Ukraine and being like, I want to visit Chernobyl? I am nothing without my following. The only thing I can say is, and this could be wrong, this could be outdated information, but my understanding was a couple of years ago that it is not unsafe for a person to visit there for a day. In other words, th- you're not that won't setting hurt up you. King. You're not going to grow like a tail. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. If, yeah, of course, you don't want to live with three days. <laughs> you don't want to live within thirty miles of the place. That's for yeah. sure. But if you just wanted to visit it, just dip in, see it, take a picture, and get out, it would be okay. So I, I can kind of understand why people are doing this. Stop reporting f- me, bro. I feel like I'd skip it. Same. If there was any Same. chance there was still radiation and toxic mm-hmm. anything. I'm, and there is. There absolutely yeah. is yeah. toxic radiation. I mean, that we know. It's yeah. just a question of how, how much are you going to be exposed to the But these are the people the there. that take, like, photos at Auschwitz and Anne Frank's house and stuff. It's, like, it's so yeah. weird. Like, leave some things off Instagram and social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
please. And, and really, if you're in Anne Frank's house and then you're like, want to know what I wear? Swipe up to like it. Like, no, we don't need to know what outfit how you can you buy that my day outfit? and how to buy it. I have no skills. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, what would it take for you to abandon your cell phone for a significant period of time? What is significant period of time? Well, according to this, uh, internet service provider Frontier Communications has launched its flip phone challenge. This is just in time for the 30th anniversary of the first Motorola phone. Yes. Um, here's what they want you to do. You need to go without your smartphone and only use a flip phone just for a week. The winner's going to get $1,000, and then they're also throwing in a survival kit to make it easier. It includes a pocket phone book, a notepad and pen, and some 90-era CDs, <laughs> which I kind of enjoy. If you but they t- also need to give me a compass, and they need to right. give me a, a map. I mean, there's a lot of stuff they're taking away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But if you're chosen to take on the challenge, you're going to have to log your experience, including how long it takes you to do basic tax, uh, tasks like texting, they're going to say, how long did it take you to text that one sentence? And what do I get for this? $1,000. Yeah, no. Okay. But only one person gets 1000 not yeah. everybody that does So everybody's right? yeah. going to try it, and then and one person. Yeah. Most people get nothing for it. True. Okay. So you're out? It's a great, great plan. I think I'm out. I love okay. it. My, right. uh, my dad had uh, a flip phone till, mm-hmm. till the end, and he didn't like to text much because, you know, tiny buttons, big fingers old, having trouble seeing. Son, he didn't like. But when he did text, do you remember that you used to have to press the button three times for every letter that you wanted to type? Oh, that's it was right. Like a ro- it's like a rotation that's of right. yes. letters, yeah. It was unbelievable how bad it is to try to text like that. I don't need to go backwards. I'm sorry. Not this time. One person will get $1,000, though, Bean. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you sound really adamant. <laughs> Please enjoy. Plus, you can also just keep, um, it's not even texting, just keep um, sending people 8008. You're like, boop, right? <laughs> like you did when you were a kid. Just right. me. I, I, oh, I no, it was all of us. Okay. I guess I could right. do that. <laughs> you could just do that. That's worth the grand. Amen. <laughs> Well, you guys, Tyler Perry is scolding a New York actress after she took out ads on two billboards to ask him for a role in a TV show or a movie. I think she's unstable, to tell you the truth. (laughs) Raquel (laughs) Bailey put her face on two billboards in Perry's hometown of Atlanta and addressed a message to him. Attention, Mr. Perry. Raquel Bailey is ready to be your next leading lady. And he basically came out and was like, please stop doing this. You are wasting your money. He said, if you're looking for a role in one of my shows, please don't do this. Save your money. This is the third time that someone has done this. Please stop. To audition is free. I'm sure you can use that money for a better purpose. I mean, I just think that you're not um, you're not willing to Google her and do the work, Tyler. I think that's what it's it on boils him? down to. Yeah, yeah, but then if he hires her, then it gives everyone this Everyone's hope to get be, a billboard. Yeah. and then Billboard companies are like, no, keep doing yeah, it. Yeah. This Scorsese is, likes it, too. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm Hulk Hogan, by the way. Thank you, sir. How many people said that to you at Weenie Roast? <laughs> a lot of people. So you. many. Yeah, I got that more than I got my dead husband hates you. Oh, well, that's <laughs> Which, good. Progress. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. All right, guys, let's talk about some birthdays. Kate Upton, Shane West, Prince Philip, Tara Lipinski, Elizabeth Hurley, and Bill Burr. Happy birthday 
And that's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. You can drive home today. Listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness. Me, SoCal helpful <laughs> Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Actor and comedian Rob Delaney joins us Kevin, in the studio. What about Kevin? Animal stories tomorrow as well. Uh, DJ Khaled might be crazy. Kevin, mm. God damn it. And one of our favorite bands of all time, Blink-182, joins us in studio. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This is the first time we've done it at Doheny Beach. And I have a feeling it's not going to be the last. So thank you, guys. Oh, smoke them if you got them, Weenie Rose! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.